0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we reach the split in the Premiership season Celtic only need one more win to wrap up the title After Rangers lost at Aberdeen It's as you were in the top six with St Mirren and Hibs Securing their place as Livy miss out And the post-split fixtures were expected today But the SPFL are keeping us waiting I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Hugh Evans. Celtic had their second worst display of the season at the Weekend and still managed to increase their lead at the top of the SPL Premiership table. Have we reached the stage where, after a Celtic draw and a Rangers defeat at Pataudry, both teams are so distracted by the thought of Sunday's Scottish Cup semi final they can't focus their minds on what they're doing in the present day? We'll find out because tonight I cut the tape on Old Firm Week. You give, give us your We'll beat them Oh no you won't Starting No As he's mentioned there The two old firm teams I'm going to move on to St Mirren I know they lost 2-0 to Kilmarnock But what a fabulous Achievement it was For that football club To, to make the top six And Steve Robinson's face At the end of the game He couldn't take the smile Off his face And he should be Incredibly proud of, proud of His players and his staff So absolutely fantastic I know Livingston End up missing out But you know It was a great great thing To see them make it Come on then 01419511025 What is on your mind Tonight If we start most recently Rangers fans How would you sum up yesterday Where did it go wrong How concerning was it How Worried are you ahead of next week's semi-final? Who takes the blame? All the usual post-match defeat questions. Michael Beale hasn't experienced too many of those lows out with the Celtic games. Uh, and you got one at Pataudry yesterday. So what did you make of it? Where did it go wrong? Uh, looking back on Saturday, of course, Celtic fans, you might want to uh, air your thoughts after being held at home for the first time this season. Uh, Motherwell and Kevin Van Veen managing to do that. And it's very much... The business end of the season for a reason, Marvin. As you say, St Mirren fans, Hibs fans, they'll be delighted to make the top six. Livy will be gutted to miss out. You go down the division, Stirling Albion won League Two. We've got League Two playoffs ready to kick into action. The championship is tighter than ever. What an end to the season we've got in store. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, as you said, for the whole of Scottish football, not just the Premier League. So, listen, you can look throughout all the leagues and there's, there's brilliant games going on, waiting for the playoffs, etc. I know a lot of fans are thinking the summer's coming and, you know, it's only a time for international football when that happens. But, like you said, business end of the season, absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to the top six to see how, you know, Hearts get on off, obviously after winning 6-1 at the weekend. A fantastic result for them and Naismith So yeah, brilliant Right, give us a call then Whilst the guy, whilst you get your calls in The guys can uh, set the tone for you What was your result of the weekend, Hugh? I'm going Hearts 6, Ross County 1 There was a lot going on behind the scenes At Tynecastle Long negative run of defeats Including an Edinburgh derby against Hibs There was the Robert Snodgrass business Which hasn't yet gone away A lot of negativity surrounding their match But they scored 6 goals And were more than worthy winners I'm going Kilmarnock away at St Mirren to wait all this time to get your first away win in the league. Um, Derek McInnes, what a time it's came at. You know, as you said, the business end of the season going into the split. Uh, so that, for me, that 2-0 win is the result of the weekend. 
Wow, Aberdeen fans and Motherwell fans You have been robbed <laughs> spectacularly <laughs> The only team to take a point at Celtic Park in the league I this know, season I know, it was close Are you it having a close, laugh? But it happens, you know it ha- Listen, the Except Kilmarnock it one it doesn't happen The Kilmarnock one is <sighs> I just it, It's fallen on the wrong weekend That's not my fault, that's Motherwell's fault And you, 4th against 12th at home well, Better than the only team to take a point at Celtic Park After six defeats in a row Oh, what am I dealing with in here? Anyway, don't let my personal grievances put us off What about your goal of the weekend? Try and redeem yourselves with some better choices here, will you? I'm giving it to Lewis Stevenson of Hibs uh, First of all, it's his first goal in five years So he gets the prize for remembering <laughs> where the goal was in the first place uh, But terrific touch, terrific finish He's an icon at Hibs Ginelli, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going across okay. the, the uh, Edinburgh for for that one. Absolutely fantastic goal from him in the six-one romping of Ross County. Okay, howler of the weekend, Hugh. Thierry Small. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Spectacular. Two, two yellow cards in fourteen seconds. Now imagine they hadn't made the top six. What would Stephen Robinson mm. have done to him if Livy had just turned it round and you, won that yeah. game? You've got to be more professional than two yellow cards in fourteen seconds. That was remarkable I'll give him yeah, that What are you going I've for? I've been there When I speak about my one goal And I don't want any questions on it I won't be accepting any questions on mine <sighs> Jago's red Since card did you make the Hibernian So who's the howler him For making <laughs> the tackle There was just a howler the there I'm not saying who it was There was just a howler there Spoken like someone Who doesn't want to get in trouble By referees anymore And he thinks the ref Was the howling victim So there we go uh, Your main man Top performer of the weekend Give it to Lon Shanklin The Hearts captain He Led choice. the team by example Scoring three goals That's uh, That's a real captain At work there Van Veen Finally Van Some Veen. sense in here. Um, A brilliant weekend for him I remember having a conversation With Stuart Kettwell When he got the job After a few weeks And he said Van Veen What a player he actually is Had to put his arm around him And you know, basically tell him he, he was one of the best players out there and he has really shown it now. So him and Stuart are going extremely well at Motherwell. Okay, come on then. 01419511025. As busy a weekend as I can remember. It was busy already and then Rangers rock up at Pitodri trying to just delay the inevitable and it ends up being a weekend where Celtic are even closer to the title. That point moves them even further ahead, believe it or not, given Rangers... Losing at Pitodri So let's start there Rangers fans Where did it go wrong And as always What about the bigger picture Players that you're worried about Going forward Different things that you think Need changed in the summer Or ahead of next week for instance Let us know 0141 951 1025 We'll set the tone for you By hearing from Michael Beal We started the game quite well, big chances, boy, fantastic clearance off the line from Alfredo early in the game and then really good team move. We see Fashion Sakala go through one-on-one with a goalie, Borna hits the post and then Nico gets in and shoots where maybe he should give the ball to Mallet for a a simple tap-in. So you go in at half-time being dominant, you know, Aberdeen was struggling really to get a foothold in the game, but you know uh, what the second half can bring. The first goal is is obviously a bit of a freak goal and then I, I didn't really like our reaction for 10 or 15 minutes I thought we reacted poorly one or two started taking extra touches I thought Aberdeen pressed down well on us obviously kept playing forward and pressing down and and played pressure football I thought uh, we have to stay in the game in that moment we have to defend that far post better in the build up there might have been a foul but we've got to play on and we've got to do our job because after that there'll be chances and there was we had another big chance with Ravi we have a huge chance with James as well so we come as an away team today and have six massive opportunities we take none so we have to take our medicine 
So that's what Michael Beale thinks You're about to hear what Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans thinks But I'm more interested in what you think 01419511025 Gary in East Kilbride is going to kick things off How would you sum up yesterday Gary? Eh, hey, dismal There's nothing there about it, dismal There's plenty of words to say But none of them good <laughs> None that you can say on a family show No, definitely not There was definitely a few that certainly couldn't be said in a family show last night As I, I turned it off after the second uh, I think going forward It's a case of going to need to rip up that squad In the, the summer And that includes the bench Because there's there's no way of changing a game for Rangers right now uh, Those players have let them down Time and time again uh, And it's through multiple mani- managers now So you can't blame the management I think the board can take a bit of flack For the lack of investment But the majority has to come down to the players And the fact that They're, they're basically what's the, what's the word for it I'm, I'm trying to think a clean word this year. <laughs> I think that just about sums it up, Hugh. And it's interesting because we we said all this on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. It's all right saying that ah, the league's done anyway. Uh-huh. That that doesn't mean the same in Glasgow that no. it, that it means elsewhere. Because what you're all saying a, a draws a what is it? Correct me. A, a, a draws a disaster. A defeats a catastrophe. Exactly. So it, you know it doesn't matter that the league is gone. Rangers fans did not want to see that yesterday As you can hear from Gary's voice Michael Beale is 100% correct when he speaks about the, the misses uh, Admittedly Leighton Clarkson's header off the line Is terrific defending by him But Rangers missed some chances When Rangers went up to Pataudry In Michael Beale's second game in charge They refused to be down and out They were 2-1 down They were deep into time added on And they scored twice They refused to go out of there without something Yesterday When it got to 2-0 I thought They weren't the same they, they, Aberdeen wanted it more than Rangers And Aberdeen got it um, What do you make of Gary's assessment Marvin? Because again With Rangers particularly at the moment Or, or Glasgow's big t- It's never about Just yesterday It's, it's never mm-hmm. about that You know Gary straight away Yeah annoyed with the game Turned it off <laughs> But straight away it's right He needs cleared out He needs cleared out Can you understand that? Yeah, I can understand it from a fan's point of view because, you know, Rangers and Celtic fans, when they lose to, to anybody, um, that's kind of the reaction to it. I think Michael Beale would have had his sights set on who was going anyway. Um, I don't think yesterday would have changed any of that. Listen, he knows he needs to improve the squad. He's already said that and improve the starting eleven as well. Um, and, and I think he'll just be wanting the summer here right now. You know, I don't think he'll want to wish time away, but I think he'll just be like, let me get my players in the summer. Let me get my points across in the pre-season. And let's hit the ground running mm. next season. It's almost like the rest of the season's kind of in the way. I know they've got a massive game coming this Sunday. Well, that's the problem, but isn't it? It, yeah. can, it just can't be in the way here. No, no, it can't. It can't. But I think in his mind, he's thinking, I'm working with somebody else's players at this moment in time. You know, they're already so far behind Celtic in terms of performances, not only points. And I think he just wants to get, you know, his team there. As he said, the first goal was a freak goal. The second one, they have don't, to do don't, better. Don't think he meant it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit a few passes like that, Gordon. They're not meant, mate. Um, I mean, Gary, who in particular are you talking about here? Because Michael Beale said last week, we spoke about it on the show, that apart from maybe Alan McGregor or Fredo Morelos, the rest will be at Rangers next season. Now, granted, he might just mean, you know, are under contract currently. I don't know how set in stone that is. But what what, what are we talking here? Who, who in particular is, is not doing it for you? There's only really four that I can say I would, I would actually keep uh, and build a squad round. And surprisingly enough, it's tough because his numbers, he's, he's provided almost 25%, if not more, of the goals for Rangers, which tells you how bad our, our strikers have been and forward players. Uh, so I would keep Tav 
Golden, Tant Mel and Raskin. The rest of them, I would, I would empty to be honest. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, Hugh, obviously that isn't going to happen because football just doesn't work that way. It's, yeah. it's, it's too difficult for various contractual reasons, but. That's the strength of feeling from fans like Gary at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I think he's letting Raskan and Cantwell off lightly based on yesterday, because if they're the future, they still look like bright sparks generally, though, uh, haven't they? It, yeah, but when push got to shove, Raskan got the hook, and Cantwell fell out of the game. You can't have that. Pataudry was rocking yesterday in the, an old-fashioned way, and Rangers did not respond to it. And I still think. There are question marks over Malik Tillman because of the size of the fee, yep. because of in a big game he tends not to turn up, uh, and I'm not sure you pay five million pounds for him at this stage. There's a lot going on, Marvin. <laughs> um, specifically yesterday, then what what would annoy you uh, if you were in Gary's position most about yesterday because of course Michael Beals is outlining the positives and, and yes they had chances and they missed chances um, but it's always more than that isn't it there's, there's got to be more to it yeah I think from from a fan's point of view I think you know Gary's obviously highly frustrated probably with the, with the reaction kind of to the first goal um, and you just want more out of some of those players you know I know Hugh mentions Raskin there and Cantwell they can't do it by themselves you know they really really can't they need more support from the attacking players I thought at times Sakala was was good yesterday but they need to be more ruthless in that kind of final third I think that's going to be a massive thing for Rangers if they're to fulfill the potential of what, what that squad's got and bringing in new players come the summer you know the top end they, they, they do need a, a bit of help up there mm, Thank you to Gary who just about managed to keep the sweary words away <laughs> Graham is in Irvine Same challenge to you Graham To keep it polite How annoyed were you yesterday? Well, it'll be hard actually To keep the sweary words away But I'll try my best Go for it um, I, I think Michael Beal If he doesn't If he doesn't get the right result On Sunday against Celtic And especially if he doesn't get The right result against Celtic Ibrox When the fixtures are announced I think he's looking for another job Seriously? That far? Yeah. Yes hmm. It's all good and dandy Getting about and beating All the other teams in the league Well we couldn't even beat the other teams in the league yesterday But um, We can't even be Celtic Where does that get you though Hugh? Um, oh, it's this city It's this week Sunday is monumental Because if Celtic win They've won the treble uh, Sorry Falkirk and Inverness Yep I, I don't believe in insulting my own intelligence The Celtic have won the treble If they beat uh, Rangers on Sunday And the Rangers manager who cannot beat Celtic Cannot remain as the Rangers manager And vice versa It has been that mm. way throughout history I'm not for one moment advocating that Michael Beale should be moved on I'm just saying that Graham will be representative Of a section of the support Who will believe that if he has five goes at beating Celtic and succeeds with none of them, they want a revision. I mean, he's only brought two of his own players in, Marvin. I can sense you've just gone into this wacky world I, of management. I can sense your despair at this. I, I'm, I'm in shock that that's even. <laughs> listen, I, I get it. I get the magnitude of the game, but to say that Michael Bill should be losing his job, or that's even the thoughts. If they lose to Celtic on Sunday, to me, it makes no sense. How are you meant to move forward as a football club? I mean, he's had one window, brought in two players. 
Daniel Windows, tough as it is, you know, he inherited a squad that were already behind Celtic. He's not even been able to put a stamp on. He, you know, it's the infancy of what Michael Bill's trying to do. That for me it is actually mind blowing that that can even be the thoughts of, you know, uh, of people. Wait until Monday morning. <laughs> Hang around. Well, that's the thing. I get the emotional stuff, but but you know, Graham's sitting there with six days or whatever he's got and and predicting the outcome, sort of thing. Graham, how how is that beneficial to anyone to 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 have that judgment before Michael Beale's able to a have another transfer window, b have a pre season. Gordon, but there's no change since you've been with Stephen Gerrard. We play the same system every single week. Celtic will they'll know how we're going to line up Sunday. Straight, they'll know how we're going to line up the new. Absolutely, but would better players or different players allow you to either play this system better or play a different one? Aye, but it's going to it's going to be a full turner and Rangers need a big clear it, and that's not going to happen all night. Celtic's. I'm, I'm flabbergasted the way we're playing the I, Honestly, I, I, I don't As I say I repeat I'm not for one second Advocating that Michael Beale Should lose his job But in terms of What supporters say And how they feel Round this fixture Round these two clubs Remember Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Took Rangers to a European final And won them the Scottish Cup For the first time in 11 years And get binned yeah, it's still it's, different though, yeah, isn't it? It is different And as Graham just said there It won't happen overnight So if it won't happen overnight Why does the manager need to be sacked If they don't win on Sunday? That that for me It can't happen As you said He's not been able to put his own stamp on things yet He's not managed to bring in You know Enough players to change things it, You know You can't sack him And as Graham said there You know Celtic know how Rangers are going to line up Rangers now Celtic are going to line up But guess what When you've got a team Like Celtic have at this moment in time It's being able to stop that you know, it's, it's the opposite for Michael Bill. He needs to work out a game plan to stop Celtic. Celtic won't care about how Rangers line up. They know how they're going to line up. They won't care because they know if they impose themselves on that game, they're more than capable of winning it. And that's the position that Michael Bill needs to get Rangers into. What in particular annoyed you yesterday specifically, Graham? Even when we went 2-0 down, then the changes at the end. Arfield, Arfield to me, he should be starting because Arfield's got to start next Sunday. He brings something different to the team. He's only one to bust forward by by even Morelos or whoever's playing off it's Kolatz. He's only one that tries a punt to get by the one striker that we've played for for about I don't know how many years now. Yeah, I mean plenty of time to pick teams for Sunday, I guess, this week, but would you be surprised at that Marvin especially We spent last week actually talking about It's five subs Always use five It totally benefits the big two With the big squads And with 88 minutes gone Rangers had made one change But you know Michael Bill might have been watching the game And thought his best chance of getting back into this game Were the players that are out there I'll get that, you, know, you, you see Man, Man City You can understand why Graham disagrees And it didn't work so. Yeah I, I, no, no I get that But you know If Michael Beale brings on players For the sake of bringing on players And I'm not saying they would weaken mm-hmm. the team And it ends up being 3 or 4 nil, Then all of a sudden people are saying Well why are you bringing them on What does that say about the strength of the squad then Yeah but it's, it's not as strong as he wants it to be I think they had a 17 year old on the bench You know yesterday as well It's, it's not as strong as he wants it to be He's not, Michael Beale isn't coming out and saying This is the squad How we're going to go next season He knows changes need to be made But mm-hmm. he cannot make it outside of the window Thank you Graham 0141 what do you think then? Are you agreeing or disagreeing with what you've heard so far? Let us know. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Lively start for Marvin Bartley and Hugh Evans 01419511025 Looking back on quite the weekend I'm sure when Hugh Evans left you On Saturday most people expected Rangers to cut the gap at the top And stretch out a little bit longer Well it actually ended up that Celtic being held at home To Motherwell moved them a point closer to winning the league After that Disappointment for Rangers at Pataudry yesterday So keep your calls coming Michael Beale says the game will be an eye-opener For a few of his players He thinks it is a warning sign for next season But doesn't think it has a knock-on effect For the semi-final next week I think it's the reality of Scottish football for some players I think Aberdeen look like they're they're back to their old self If you like, under Derek Quite front foot, quite aggressive in the way they play You could see what it meant to them at the end and that's fine, you know, it's a, it's a rivalry. You could see what it meant to them to, to get the win. And I think it's a warning sign for us going into next year. We've gone away from home and blew quite a few teams away. But next year, that sort of result will be hugely damaging to us. So it's an eye-opener for one or two players. And the lesson for the team is, when you get the opportunities that we had today, you have to take them in any game of football against any opponent, but certainly here. Next week, we'll just take care of itself because it's a huge game. It's a, it's a derby. Our team hopefully will be different by one or two players as well, but it's a complete different way the game will be played. Mm, let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan from Springburn. How did you feel after yesterday, Billy? How are you doing, lads? Uh, I was kind of sick, lads. Because see, the day, it, it is, should be enough out there to beat Aberdeen. Now, I'm not taking any away from Aberdeen, but see this Michael Beale babbling on and babbling on. All he does is talk about percentages. See, the day, if he's a football manager, he can put 11 players on there any day to beat Aberdeen if he puts the right team out there. And it has to do with the players, but it's him that picks the players. And I agree with the boys there before. It was on before. If he did the beat Celtic next week, he's Ofsky. He can talk about all these players are leaving he, They might be leaving But he's going to make them I think we dismiss Aberdeen uh, Billy You know the, the Seven wins in a row For Barry Robson And the, the crowd It was like Fergie days At Pataudry And you know Rangers have gone there Throughout the decades And they've known their High moments They've known their low moments Is that not utterly dismissive Of Aberdeen Billy? No really no Aberdeen deserved a win they did the boys out of the park. We shot myself in the foot the first half. That's not your manager's tactics. You need even at the end of the game to take 15 minutes and then put bring Arfield on. Obviously, he would have won the game. But Arfield's an impact player. He brought him two minutes before the end. Never changed then. Is, is it the manager's tactics, though, when Sakala's through one-on-one with the goalkeeper and does not do what he ought to have done and scored? Is it the manager's tactics when... The chance is cleared off the line by Leighton Clarkson. Good bit of defending by him, but you know that's nothing to do with tactics. That's you know chances you should have taken, but you're didn't. Right, you're right. Players get manager sacked. Well, so if, if he can if the players can't be it for him, he should be getting rid of the players. Can't do that not? right now, though. That's that's the point, isn't it? And this goes back to what we discussed with the previous caller, because you're all saying things like it won't happen overnight. And you're saying if the players can't do it, he needs to get rid of them. But you are suggesting he might be sacked before he gets the chance to get rid of players and bring other ones in. So how does that work? No, no many managers get the luxury of Rangers and Celtic group by players. Some managers just told to get in there and give put the best team out in the park you got. They need money. If you're a manager, you can manage. And if you can't manage a pool of players in the Rangers and put a decent result, you love and fall with the results. And yeah. If you can't beat Celtic, it's not, you shouldn't be a Rangers manager. What if they've got better players than you though? I mean, how, what, how do you... 
How do you go about bridging that gap realistically? Would you just keep changing manager and hope that one day you find one that that can beat Celtic? They've got a better team than you just now, don't they? Oh, definitely, aye. This is talking about percentages, percentages, percentages. My home team done the exact same, percentages, percentages. I'm only interested in winning the game. I don't really care if it's one, nothing, or two, nothing. Of course, you want to play football first. But see, as percentages, it doesn't wash with me. They need some 92% of the ball, you don't put the ball in the net. And it's up to him if the team's no doing it to change it. That's what a manager does. Yeah, this is the thing, Marvin, because the. <laughs> Hugh always reminds us. Being able to beat Celtic is, is the most important thing But And I know it's hysterical on the phones But there will be a lot of Rangers fans Who just accept Right now Celtic are better And apart from that Michael Beale had been winning all the games But then you look at the last couple I think You know Been conceding quite a few goals And then once you get that defeat Against someone that isn't Celtic It's like well It, it, it sets you It feels like it sets you way back Yeah And listen No one be putting more pressure On Michael Bill than himself You know he's, he's came into this football club To make a difference And he's always spoken about that And yes Going and losing that game 2-0 yesterday Although Aberdeen had been on a fantastic run As Hugh had mentioned there He'll be bitterly disappointed The first goal's a freak goal You know Scales won't score another goal like that In his career Still outside of that He would expect it to go there And win the game of football I understand that Billy's making some points in terms of players and trying to get more out of the players. Maybe these players just aren't good enough at this moment in time to bridge the gap with Celtic. So I'm sure Michael Bill in the summer will be saying, listen, we need to make these changes and these players need there to There has leave. to be a bit though, surely. I mean, a manager has to first of all be able to improve what he's got. I'll give, yeah. you know, give Billy that. Yeah, yeah, have of, to. of course. But I think they've improved since, you know, Bill's come in. Look at what they're doing under Gio. Look how, you know, that, that kind of ended. Look at the... The style of play that they had there, players were lacking fitness. You know, so many Rangers fans were calling up and saying the players don't look fit, the players don't look fit. So when you have to inherit a squad and attempt to make them fitter during a season, when you've got a rampant Celtic on the other side of the city doing what they're doing, you know, it's huge pressure. And at times you're going to lose games of football that you sh- which you shouldn't lose. If this was a year's time from now and Michael Bill loses to Aberdeen and they're you know, the performances haven't improved. Maybe I'd understand. So you're you're bringing your logic and reason into this. <laughs> and there is no place... In yeah. this argument for logic and reason I think it's the intensity of the rivalry uh, Billy Will be looking at that cup tie Knowing that if Celtic win Not only do they have the treble But Billy and the Rangers fans Will need to wait until the cup final is played To be put out of their misery And if Celtic were to go to Ibrooks, And I'm painting the worst case scenario here And beat Rangers at Ibrooks When there are no Celtic fans Inside the ground Billy and I go back to it A section of The club support Will say This is proof That the manager Mm. Can't handle this occasion Billy Michael Beale there said It doesn't have a negative impact For next week And that takes care of itself Do you you agree with that Or does yesterday Make you fear next week I don't fear next week There's not a lot We've got a team That they're capable Of beating Celtic And of course You need a bit of work In any game And I hope It proves me wrong but see, in the day you're talking about managers, there's Aberdeen changed a manager, put away again, he's changed over the room. There's someone put a manager in and, and changed, it, changed the, whole, the, whole, the whole team up out with the same players. So he needs to do the same with the players there until he gets the same players in. He may not get that time. He's just, he just says, he gets beat at Celtic Ibrox, he gets beat at the semis. I'll tell you, a lot of fans are going to be happy. And he may not get the chance to even bring his same players in. So he needs to sort it now. We can't sort it now he's in a semi final. And he can't beat Celtic at least once and, and, and show something. Well, what's he going to do when he does get his own players? Who do you replace him with then, Billy? If he is to lose on Sunday and talking about replacing him as a manager, who do you replace him with? That's a hard one. I mean, that's a hard one. Mm. 
No. Let's let's meet in the middle then, Marvin, because you're too logical for this, and sometimes the other side of it's too hysterical. Can we meet in the middle and say if Michael Beale can't win the final, uh, semi-final, sorry, uh, and can't beat Celtic at all this season, it gives him not a lot of goodwill going into next season. That, Is that, that fair? He's under pressure. Yeah, that that is fair. He is under pressure. If he is to lose on on Sunday and he he loses to Celtic in the split as well, he is under pressure. As I said, probably the most pressure coming from himself. Still, it's not going to change anything. If they beat Celtic on Sunday and then they beat Celtic in the split, it's not going to change Michael Bill's mind on what players need to go and what players he needs to bring in. Uh, thank you to Billy. It does seem like a good opportunity. And um, Billy mentioned St Mirren. They've obviously not changed their manager, but there are examples of others that have. Mullerwell have had a major transformation. Um, and he did mention Aberdeen. To give Aberdeen some credit, Hugh, Darvel, Ilsakio. Yeah, all in the past. Beating now. Rangers 2 0, seven in a row, looking good for third. Look at the place yesterday. As I say, back to Fergie days. Uh, a, a crowd who drove the team on. The atmosphere was something that I haven't seen or heard for a long, long time at Pataudry. And I think it guaranteed Barry Robson the job because Michael Beale spoke about the game being an eye opener. I think it was a big eye opener for Dave Cormack, the Aberdeen owner. And I think, uh, you know, he got it wrong when he brought in Stephen Glass. He got it wrong when he brought in Jim Goodwin. And I think the immediate future is staring him in the face and it's called Barry Robson. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, if it was an audition for Barry Robson, he couldn't have done any better, but could he? And as Hugh said there, yesterday's result has to cement him that job. The players are playing for him. The fans are loving it. As Hugh said, the place was jumping yesterday and... The chairman will be looking at that saying, this is what I want to see yeah. from an Aberdeen team. Look, you take any win, obviously, and I know Rangers miss chances and you can point to the fortuitous nature of Aberdeen's goal, but, but it still wasn't a, wasn't like a proper smash and grab back to the wall, you know, f- complete fluke result, was it? They, they did enough to make a good case for themselves yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, outside of the goals, as you said, they, they had a bit of play. And listen, I'm not going to say they dominated the game because they didn't, but outside of the goals, they did do some things and you thought listen this is the Aberdeen getting back to the old Aberdeen and most important thing for those fans they won their game they'll be absolutely delighted today and, and I think he'll be confirmed as manager very very shortly let's bring in John who's also a Rangers fan what's your feelings after yesterday John hi good evening guys thanks for having us on uh, just I think to be honest with you I mean I don't know if, if any of yourselves watched the game but I think the only pass mark I would give was the boy come on for Rangers who looked as if he was willing to try the rest, done nothing. This is a Rangers team, remember, just less than a year ago we were in a European uh, Cup final and it's completely and utterly a different team from then. Obviously we've got a new manager in, but there's players yesterday didn't even look as if they had any heart wanting to fight. Got to be a mind we play with Aberdeen team that could beat the Davo about three months ago. So... I mean, I don't know what you thought about the Rangers team yesterday, if there was any pass marks for your end. Is that what Michael Beale means, John, when he says about it being an eye-opener for a few of his players? You know, is is that the, is that the type of thing he means, that just too many that didn't step up to the challenge yesterday? As I said, it's been like that even the last couple of weeks. Um, I think it's a massive rebuilding. Uh, I wouldn't be shouting for Beale to be sacked, not at all. He needs time, he needs to get players in. Need to try and build a team for himself, but the players that are out there, guys like Tillman, not interested, and there's many others that are completely not interested. And it's a hard one to watch, as I say, 
This was an Aberdeen team only two months ago or three months ago that got beat with Darvel. Obviously, Barry Robson's come in, done well, shook them up a bit, got them fighting. That was an Aberdeen team, as you rightly said. That was a way back a few years ago, an Aberdeen team there. They were full of heart, full of dig. Rangers had nothing. I would turn that around with regard to the Aberdeen players. Um, I would say that they are a disgrace, in a sense. Because if you can play like that against Rangers, and Barry Robson can get that out of you, what were you doing when Jim Goodwin was there? And to lose to Darvel was unforgivable. So, again, that's... And does that good. not just take away from the job Barry Robson's done? Because we always do this with clubs, you know, oh, the players have got the last manager to sack, but we either need to decide are we going to praise managers or are we not? Oh, no, I'm, I'm giving uh, Barry Robson full credit because not only has he transformed the team, he's transformed the atmosphere around the team. As I say, having been old enough to go there many a day when Sir Alex was the manager at Aberdeen, that was back to the Fergie days. But those players, you know, how do you possibly arrive at a situation where in the same season you're losing to Darvel and beating Rangers? It's only one man's opinion. But when John says, you know, that players don't look interested, Marvin, that's the exact type of language that we got in the final days of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And you and the fellow pros who are on the show always kind of say, well, players are always interested. You know, yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not switching off. They're not down tools, all that sort of stuff. There's another reason to give off that impression. Yeah, listen, players are guilty of many things, but you know, there's no chance that those players out there are not interested. Maybe there's a nervousness to think, mm-hmm. am I going to be part of the future plans? You know, maybe that's coming out in their games. Maybe the demands being put on them that, that they can't deal with. You know, the size of the club, knowing how far Celtic are ahead of them, um, etc. I'm I'm unsure what the answer is, but they they definitely are interested in, in what's going on. But listen, I understand why John thinks that by you know from the outside looking in. Um, it, it makes sense to me but I can tell you right now those players are, are definitely interested but as I said there's huge pressure on them now because they need to go and perform if you want to have a future at that football club under this manager who might have to show a more ruthless streak than he wanted to because of the pressure that's coming from the outside now you know you, you have to step up to the plate starting on Sunday uh, Are there players that you are at your wits end with if you like John are there, are there players there that you, you just don't think can take Rangers back to where you want them to be? Well, I, will, I listened to excuse me. I listened to a podcast where Derek Ferguson was on it. Can't remember who it was on it with. And you know, the guy Derek actually summed it up in one. He went through a rake of players uh, that, as far as he was concerned, and I, Bob, I, I agreed as soon as I was listening to it. You've got Barisic playing for me. I think we've had, but we've had out him Tillman, free agent or whatever to be at the end of the season. I'm sorry, I wouldn't be paying any money for him. Kent's a hit and a miss, doesn't know whether he's staying or going or whatever. Morelis is the same. There's a lot of uncertainty driven right through the team, which probably has a knock-on effect with players. And it's a rebuilding job. Rangers are actually in a process of rebuilding. They have to rebuild for next year. As I said, five, six players away. There's play- We've not even got a goalkeeper. Uh, as far as I understand, McGregor will be finishing up at the end of the season. We've not got a goalkeeper. Big uh, suitors just come back in. You need to give the big guy time. I think he'll come good uh, and get him fit. But we're, we're a fair bit away uh, from competing with Rangers, and it's quite actually sad to see people paying good money week in, week, in, week out. Like, like, say, for Arfield, for instance, he had him stripped for 10 minutes before he even put him on. Now, what you'll get out of Arfield is you'll get a dig, you'll get up and down the park, you'll give it your all. You get, what, three minutes or something if he was lucky? So... 
That is a big question also. But as Marvin was saying earlier on, he, he's involved in football coaching with Livingston. If I'm a player and I want to impress a manager, I'm going out there and busting a gut week in, week out and getting stuck in. That's not happening. So how are you meant to improve or show a manager that you're keen to get a new contract if you're not really trying? Good question. Good question. The big move to Queen of the South has not made its, made its way to Mary Hill yet. News is travelling slowly. Anyway, 01419511025. Thank you to John. And we will take more of your calls after these. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Hugh Evans are here at 01419511025. And we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. They've become a bit of a phenomenon on this show, mostly involving Gordon DL, to be fair, where people dig out old pictures of him oh. uh, as a player and send them in, and he looks like totally different, all that sort of stuff. Um, and Peter has says, Tonight's pundit passed pick and sent one of Marvin, who, g- granted, didn't play as, as long ago as Gordon, but does not look any different whatsoever. That Heavy duty Moisturising routine <laughs> That you've got Is it I mean when that was, was a, that That was That would have been 10 years ago Maybe longer Who are you with there Burnley Doesn't look Any yeah. different I would have been probably 24 all. there 36 now Yeah 12 years ago See it's funny Because you, you, you look okay For 36 now But you look rough For 24 <laughs> there that, So it balances out Somewhere So exactly I'm just caught in up the, In the middle Oh incredible Anyway thanks to Peter For uh, for sending it in uh, Let's go back to the phones To Dumbarton Specifically Aaron is there How are you Aaron? Hey, good evening panel How's yourselves? Yep cannot complain at all What are you thinking about Your team then After the weekend? So for me, since Michael Beale came, has came in, um, you know, he's totally changed the way we play football. Um, and I think some Rangers fans are kind of getting on his back a bit too much. You can't come in halfway through a season and expect to change everything. Um, he's wanting his style of players in. And let's not forget, when he was at QPR, he had them fifth, uh, no, seventh, sorry, or he did not won five games. Now look at where QPR now. For some Rangers fans to be thinking about another manager, I think it's baffling. Yeah, for what it's worth, I think I think we've kind of knocked that in the head in terms of Marvin and Hugh have both said that this is this is the hysteria that comes after a result like that in a week like this. Um, so tell us a bit more about why why you think Michael be- or or what the signs are. Aaron, you say he's completely transformed the style. What are you seeing? What are you liking? Because we do get a lot of callers that say that they've not seen enough of an improvement yet. Well, for me, I see as, you know, I think he's been quite intelligent what he's done with Ryan Kent. Everybody was on Ryan Kent's back under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and he's kind of let him have that free role where he can impact games when he can. Now, that's quite intelligent. Um, the boys that he's you, got, So, are you seeing enough from Ryan Kent at the moment? I know he's been injured, but again, we get loads of calls to say they're not happy with Ryan Kent. Well, I think for myself, and, you know, the way I see Ryan, I, I coach football myself. Um, and the way Ryan Kent has been kind of protected by Michael Peel with the way that he's been playing, I think he's very intelligent. Um, or he's not consistent enough with goals, but in the, you know he turns up when he has to. Um, you know he can't get ninety minutes out of Ryan Kent and expect him to be you know a hundred percent wonderful or what a great you know player he is. Um, you know for myself as well, Todd Cantwell, what a steal! Um, very intelligent attacking front player. Um, links up well Links to play He always wants to go forward And obviously for the future Now remember as well We're a selling club So we are bringing players in To sell them on At a value Canwell Raskin um, You know we could go on about Patterson We could go on about 
you know, your the bashes. But the other side to that is, I think some Rangers fans have to kind of relax a bit. You know, what will be will be. And what I like about Michael Beagle also is he is involved in the players that he wants to bring in. But Ryan Kent was bought for seven million and is probably about to walk out the door for nothing, isn't he? I know, I get what you mean, but sometimes you know that, that, I don't. I don't necessarily think that was that's a uh, Michael Beale's fault. I, think yeah, I, didn't, you know, I didn't say it was, but you know, you're talking about examples of being the selling club, and you've just praised Ryan Kent anyway, Hugh. It was just to yeah. I mean, Rangers, test the theory. Rangers have not got the player trading model right at all. Uh, you know, if Marent. Morelos and Kent go Then at one point You could have got In excess of £20 million For the pair And they'll go for nothing But I don't think That Michael Beale Has been anything Other than Transparent He said He needs five players in And he needs players Who can start In the team Not Squad players So he's been Absolutely honest uh, This season Will have to come to an end We'll have to see Whether he gets The Scottish Cup If he beats Celtic The Sunday He's got the Scottish Cup so he knows that it's all about what happens in the summertime. I, you know, I think again, and I underline the point you made earlier. It's all about the run-up to this game on Sunday. Mm. The, the the intensity of feeling surrounding this fixture now is arguably greater than I have ever known, and I am officially the old codger here. Uh, and I think it, it just it it sends people into a spin. It's funny though because lots, of, and it just shows you the the spread of opinions, Marvin. Because if there are any Rangers fans out there who are not as happy with Michael Beale as Aaron is, they will probably say he's not had a transformative enough effect on Ryan Kent, or Ryan Kent's still not contributing the way we want. But Aaron is actually holding Ryan Kent up as an example of something Michael Beale's done really well. So. <laughs> Argue amongst yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, football's you know game based on opinions. You know, one thing as Hugh said, Michael Beale has been transparent in what he needs. When a manager says he needs five players, that's half the starting team. You know, outfield players. It, it sums up where he thinks the team is at at that moment in time. You know, that is a massive turnaround to be one to bring in five starters. He didn't say that they're going to go and win every game underneath him. He's had a fantastic run. You know, yes, they they lost to Aberdeen. Yes, obviously against Celtic they've struggled. But come this Sunday, you know, if he if he's to win this game, I wonder if the fans who have been calling up today calling for his head are going to suddenly change their their view on him. That would mm. be the interesting thing yes, for me. Yes, they will. And then if they don't, it will just be intensified even more yeah. if they don't get the results. So we'll find out. Thank you very much to Aaron. What a quick hour that's been. It's time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Can you believe it? Hugh Keevans... Rescued the week For the pundits last week it, They were 4-0 down 4-0 down heading into Friday <laughs> And Hugh Keevan stepped up with a tie-breaker victory I believe, wasn't it? Oh, scruffy as could be But got there in the end Exactly At least you can leave here with your head held high Unlike some of your colleagues and I stood on the line and I headed it away <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's a clean slate this week Marvin or Hugh 01419511025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next the headlines 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley are here it's 01419511025 it's Twitter at Clyde SSB and my goodness it was a busy busy weekend the first hour dominated by Rangers losing 
At Pataudry yesterday A lot being said About the game itself About the future And which players Are annoying fans And what Michael Beale Needs to do And all the rest of it If you want to elaborate You can do And if you want to move it on Please feel free Celtic fans How are you feeling After the weekend Because on Saturday night There was maybe A To use Hugh Keevan's Most hated word Narrative Forming That you'd need to make Improvements for next week Having dropped points at home For the very first time In the league this season all of a sudden your rivals uh, go one worse yesterday So what, are you, what what did you make of the game against Motherwell? What would you like to see tidied up ahead of next week? St Mirren fans, maybe you'll be back in from celebrating by now And you could give us a call to let us know how you look back on that top six finish And anything else that's out there at all Pick up the phone and we'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time Serious business Forget all that top six split title winning weekends All that carry on This is the real business with Kieran in Castle Milk How's it going Kieran? Ah, uh, good mate, yourself? Not bad at all You ever played before? Never uh, Debut, right, okay Who would you rather play if you had the choice? Oh, he's, he's Marvin, he's too big for his boots Yes, I like that <laughs> See, I like He actually that. sounds like one of my players, he's called Kieran I'm wondering if it's actually him Are you a Queen of the South employee, Kieran? No, I wouldn't. I'm not, but I'll come down and say hello to him <laughs> yeah, How good that. would that have been? <laughs> I've already had Dougie Emery versus Marvin <laughs> yeah. Bartley A little character assassination, will you wait? <laughs> too big for your boots I like that to be fair, you'd never be. How could you have any authority in your dressing room if you, one of your players come on here and beat you? Oh, <laughs> oh it would be that would be all over for you. <laughs> your resignation handed in. Sounds nervous. Anyway, heads it is Hugh Evans and tails it's Marvin Bartley. We back to a TP. It's heads, I'm afraid, oh, Kieran. Oh, the, big, lucky Kieran. the big boots will need to stay for now. It's Hugh Evans against Kieran from Castle Milk. So, give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to. And I'll crank it up nice and loud, Kieran, so that he can't hear your answers. All you need to know, 30 seconds, and you can pass and move on if you want, okay? Okay. Right, top man then, your time starts now. <sighs> Who's got more international caps, Alan McGregor or Glenn Kamara? McGregor How many games will each Scottish Premiership side play after the split? Five Name the last team to draw with Celtic at home in the league before Motherwell Rangers Tony Watt joined Dundee United from which other Scottish Premiership team? Motherwell In what decade did St Mirren last finish in the top six of the Scottish top flight? The 2000s Who captained Aberdeen against the Rangers yesterday? Ross McCrory Let's bring in Hugh Keevans Can you hear us? I can Good Same set of questions Shall we? Okay Let's go Who's got more international caps Alan McGregor or Glenn Kamara? McGregor How many games will each Scottish Premiership side play after the split? Five Name the last team to draw with Celtic at home in the league before Motherwell uh, Hibs Tony Watt joined Dundee United From which other Scottish Premiership side? Motherwell In what decade did St Mirren last finish in the top 6 of the Scottish top flight? The 1980s Who captained Aberdeen against Rangers yesterday? Um, Liam Scales Who wears the number 11 shirt for Celtic? <sighs> Tricky uh, um, 3 2 1 Abada oh! <laughs> I wonder, Did he get that in time? Have I given away that it was the oh. right answer? Uh, Kieran, how do you think it went? Oh, it's tight. It's it is tight. tight, Kieran. You're right. You both fell for it. You both just assumed 
Alan McGregor But Glenn Kamara Has got 8 more International caps He's got wow. 50 To 42 uh, Each side will play 5 games After the Split I was looking on Twitter And still No publication from the SPFL Do you know I was just wondering Hugh if, if there was anyone in here Anyone we knew oh. uh, That had a partner Who had an influential role In Scottish football broadcasting That had had yeah. a, wee, a wee heads up That the fixtures might be close Because I can't help but feel That the broadcaster He keeps checking his phone Doesn't he The broadcaster has a big big say in this And if they don't like the look Of the post split fixtures Then they'll be sent back To the drawing Anything board. you want to tell us <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> Anyway uh, One all The last team to draw with Celtic at home in the league Prior to Motherwell was Rangers It oh. was the one all draw on the 1st of May last year And Kieran got it So he goes 2-1 in front You both knew that Tony Watt joined Dundee United from Motherwell So we're still level St Mirren last finished in the top 6 in the 80s Hugo's one in front but then Kieran oh. hits back because Ross McCrory was the captain yesterday. No? Ah. Is there a steward's inquiry at the level of I miscounted? <laughs> <laughs> Marvin's giving me the eyes here. Oh. They both got five. Okay. Then Kieran goes one in front. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Hughes' equaliser was the 80s. <sighs> Kieran goes back in front with Ross McCrory. Calm down, Kieran. I can hear you there. <laughs> Getting ready to jump into action. Good job, Marvin's <laughs> counting on your behalf. But. Celtics number 11 Is Leah Labada And you got it Just yeah. Just in time We've had the VAR Out in the, the The phone booth So we're going to go to A tiebreaker Are you ready for that Kieran? Ah uh, okay, I'm ready Good Right here is The deal I'm going to ask the question I'll get Hugh to write his answer down And I'll then Invite Kieran to give me his answer Ready Hugh? I am Excluding qualifiers How many goals have Scotland men's teams scored At major tournaments Ever So World Cups European Championships How many goals have Scotland men's teams scored Not Nations League obviously uh, Right what are you going for Kieran? 14 oh, Wow What have you gone for Hugh? 58 so Hugh Keevens is 28 out Because it's 30 Which means Kieran is the winner Well done to you Kieran Yeah <laughs> How many? <laughs> it's 30 I thought 38 So he's 16 out Yeah you said Marvin 16 No no Wow <laughs> That ended on quite the bombshell Yeah but if I've done my job properly The listeners at home will never Will never hear Twitter will tell you in about Five seconds <laughs> Ready Marvin To I, uh, compose yourself I, I, Yeah I, uh... <laughs> I, right, I might need to I might need to repeat the answer Because if you're listening This is the beauty of live radio You might have lost The last few seconds of the show It's hot in here So Hugh Evans Said Scotland had scored 56 goals so, the, the, we first qualified for the World Cup oh, 1958 We've well, scored 25 goals at the World Cup 5 at Euros 30 You were 26 out Since and, 1958 And Kieran was only 14 out Or you were 28 or 26 out So Kieran oh. is the winner Well done Kieran The sign ball is on his way <laughs> no, to Kieran he shouldn't get it But he then <laughs> had uh, An interesting goodbye message for Marvin Bartley <laughs> Which is why we had to say goodbye to Kieran Abruptly Okay I bet he's at home now thinking Oh no properly. No ball for him <laughs> No he's not I think he meant that I think I didn't think Kieran I don't think Kieran likes you That sounded no. quite 
I think yeah. it sounded great. I, thought, I, don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you believed that I had 38. I've, I've had the, all the confirmation I need. The PJ and Dak podcast have messaged me to say, ha ha ha, you got that just on time. So presumably. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, you're talking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know where I train. I'm actually quite scared. <laughs> Andy's from Castle Milk You should be here Maybe it actually was One of your players after all <laughs> And if that's the case he, If that's the case He'll definitely He'll be right in what he says <laughs> You definitely do talk A lot Oh that was tremendous um, A couple of things Just all came to me at once there You Thinking about you And your, your messages In the dressing room Had the message From the, the PG and Dak podcast It reminded me I listened to you um, On the Open Goal podcast Earlier on Because mm-hmm. uh, I thought Marvin's it's like a, I was going to say a friend of mine, a colleague, right? Not quite a friend, but he's a colleague of mine. He's on the show tonight, so I'll I'll listen. I'll uh-huh. listen in, see what he's got to say for himself. Two things jumped out. First of all, I thought, Marvin, take a breath, stop talking for a second, and then I realised I had you on, I had you speeded up, I had you, I had you in point one two five yeah, speed, yeah. and I thought, I was honestly, Marvin, calm Chill down, out. right? <laughs> so that was fine. Once I established that. I was fine I was semi-enjoying it I've heard all your rubbish before And then I nearly crashed the car On the way in here Right Hugh Listen to this Are you sitting down for this He was asked What are your fundamentals As a manager And without missing a beat He said Punctuality Oh yeah yeah, yeah. And he honestly Swerved off the road Hypocrite Do what I say Not as I do The only pundit That's ever missed The start of a show The only other pundit That comes one minute to six Like he did tonight And he's there on podcasts Banging on About how punctuality Is a non-negotiable Wait today I was out there A bit earlier Nonsense I was eating No that is That is a massive role Are you there on time Oh of course I'm there very early in the mornings to have my green tea and flapjack queue. I like that. Incredible. Woke, Absolute hypocrite. Managers of Queen of the South. What's happening? Honestly. And do you know the other thing? He was talking up a lot of people on that podcast. I've heard them slaughter behind closed doors as well. More faces in the town clock. 01419511025. Tony is an Aberdeen fan. Tony, I'm glad you called because quite often the post mortem for the losing side in Glasgow overshadows what the the winning team did well, so take it away. Praise your team. Good evening, panel. Hope you're all well. Thank you. Good, good. Um, I, I thought it was a great performance. Um, not only was it a victory over Nemesis, it was a victory over the SFA as well for what they've done to us. So, what do you mean? Like, oh, Graham uh, Shinney? Yes, yes. They've got one back on them as well. I think they tried to put us down and, and the choice of referee, I'm not too keen on Nick Walsh either. So, right. No, I mean, I get, I get the sort of separation of it. I get why you're angry at the Graham Shinney thing because most Aberdeen fans are. But, but in in what way was yesterday a haha? Serves you right, Scottish FA. I don't, I don't really get that. What do you mean? Yeah, well, it's, they, they try to put us down. They took a captain away, and, and we got the victory. Still, they took away our best player, no captain. When when you say put us down, Tony, do you mean they tried to diminish your chances of winning a match? Well, I think that it's all about the suspension, the three to the four game thing. I think it was completely out of order, and I think it might have put the backs up of the players yesterday as well. And. But, but, but are you saying The SFA no, I think Tony, did it I think Tony's acknowledging It's a by-product Because by the way The 3-4 to four Wouldn't have had any impact For tomorrow He would have been banned For the first one I just feel like They're quite separate here I'm not sure Ian Maxwell Or Crawford Allen Or the three members Of the independent Judicial panel 
I'm not sure they would have been upset that, that Aberdeen won yesterday. See, anyway, uh, it's the way we think uh, in Scotland. Rather than praise the eleven who were on the park, I did that as well. Be yeah, fair, Tony but, did that as but, well. But the the first point made is an insinuation that the SFA tried to put us down. I would rather you come on and said, do you know what? Barry Robson is showing that he really is the man for the job and that Liam Scales gave the performance of his Aberdeen career so far and uh, the way Clarkson got back and defended, the way Miofsky scored. There's so many things to go on about. Seven wins in a row. But the first insinuation is that the SFA tried to do Aberdeen down. Anyway, Tony, what else pleased you about yesterday then? Give the man what he wants. He's had a tough Monday night. Be positive. Right. Those were the next few points that I was going to make. That Pollock and McDonald have transformed the team. Mm-hmm. See the playing for the jersey, the hard men, they playing on with the bloody nose. One of the challenges they made it as well with the goal line clearance, the sliding tackle, was excellent. Uh, the, the clearance off the line by Clarkson as well. I was very, very worried at half-time we couldn't put two passes together. Um, wasn't a great performance so I didn't hold much optimism going into the second half but very proud of my team very proud of Barry Robson and it's stupid not to give him the job basically now isn't it yeah I mean that's the thing Marvin I was going to um Partially correct Our esteemed colleague Mr Keevans earlier But we're, we're kind of Running out of time It's not just That Barry Robson's had The exact same group of players And they've all, all of a sudden They've You know Played differently yeah. Pollock and McDonald So important at the back Anthony Stewart Went in The outward direction Steve Agnew By all accounts Is an inspired choice As a coach Andy Halliday Who's often on the show Talks extremely highly of him mm-hmm. Having worked with him At Middlesbrough So Barry Robson went in and put his own stamp on it very quickly, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Liam Fox as well, by the way. Yeah, The old Dundee United manager. But as you said there, you know, the Anthony Stewart one was captain for the first half of the season and, you know, they quickly changed that. Obviously got him out on loan as well. But like you said, the two boys that he's added at the back and Tony's just sung their praises there. Um, You know, Aberdeen look a lot stronger as a defensive unit now with those two back there. I think the only worry will be that, you know, Pollock on loan from Watford at this moment in time I'm sure that's one that Aberdeen will want to make permanent. You know, to find McDonald when he wasn't playing at, at Swindon, you know, struggling Swindon as well, was been some fine. So hats off to, to, to Robson and, and whoever else is doing their scouting because they've been absolutely brilliant. But yeah, listen, it looks like a new Aberdeen team. You know, as we were saying, they lost to Darvel this season, but that was, looks like it was a long, long time ago and they go from strength to strength. I just wonder if Barry Robson does not finish above hearts and the European place and the money goes to Hearts. I wonder if that would influence Dave Cormack in any way. But I do believe that the the, the the look, the sound and the feel of the place yesterday all points towards Barry Robson getting Aberdeen right. Mm, thank you to Tony 01419511025. Celtic fans, what are you thinking after the weekend? Pick up the phone right now. It's the perfect time to do so. And we'll look back on that next. Cash for Kids Day. Before we go any further Let me run this past you Very important Much more important than Hugh Keevans losing it Beat the pundit or any of that stuff This is series for two minutes right? Cash for Kids Day This Thursday The 27th of April With our friends at 101 Convenience Store It's a big opportunity To try and help families Living in Glasgow in the West Who quite frankly Have hit crisis point For them the cost of living crisis Is their daily reality Prices rising Household incomes are falling All leading 
to really, really difficult daily choices on what to pay for uh, to keep their children fed and healthy. Hamilton Aki's Community Trust are based at the football club. They provide camps during the school holidays. Uh, Megan McKenna works for them and she's going to tell us a little bit about one of the families that she has been working with recently. This particular dad was really, really struggling financially. He wasn't working due to his health conditions. So what we were able to do at the last football camp that we had run, we were able to offer funded positions in the football camp. We also provided lunches for these children. We provided snacks and we provided bags for those children to go home with a meal at night, which was something they weren't getting at home. That made such a massive difference, not only to that dad who was struggling, didn't need to worry about providing food for his children that day. He didn't need to worry about choosing whether to heat his home or buy food for for his children. A lot of heartbreaking stories out there, but this Cash for Kids Day, we can all do our bit to help. The easiest way is simply by donating whatever you can afford. That would be amazing, much appreciated, and we guarantee every single penny stays right here for those families that need it in Glasgow and the West. But you can also get involved in our Dress Like a Pop Star Day and get your friends or colleagues involved at work. Might get Hugh Keevans dressed up as Lady Gaga. That was the shout last week. Every £50 we raise, we're going to help those make tough daily choices a little bit easier for one child's family. So please donate if you can or download a fundraising pack at Clyde1.com forward slash CFK Day. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde1 Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141951025 or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB if you would rather get in touch there, please. Do um, Got a question for you On the full time uh, teaser um, Listen up Marv <laughs> I'm ready Hugh Yeah I must admit I'm I'm holding out more hope for In fact no You two are going to You two are going to be A terrible combination <laughs> On these questions I'm not I'm not going to lie uh, Right <laughs> Can you name Kevin Campbell says Can you name The last Ten well, let's go Celtic then, right? Because a lot of the show's been about Rangers tonight. He's given me a few variations of the question. That's how well-researched Kevin is. Can you name the last 10 Celtic players to score against Rangers in the Scottish Cup? Happy with that? Yep. Simple enough. Can you name the last 10 Celtic players to score against Rangers, but specifically in the Scottish Cup? Tom Rogic. He's done it three times, I think, Tom Rogic. Yep. Kyogo. Nope um, Good start Marv Griffiths uh, Nope um, Edward Would you believe no actually If not Edward Dembele Yes um, What's his name Scott Sinclair uh, Yes well done Okay that's not a bad start What about last season Because they met last season A tricky one uh, Callum McGregor? No, 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 no. Well, oh, do you know what? He's on the list, but it's not the one I was thinking of. So we'll get back to that. Four down, six to get. And it was thanks to Kevin Campbell. He sent the email over fulltime at Clyde1.com. He wanted you to name the last 10 players from Celtic to score on an old firm Scottish Cup. Oh, tie. I know who it is. Greg Taylor. That's six down as well, isn't that? Good shout. Good shout. Well done, Hugh. Well done, Hugh. Right, we'll get the rest of the answers later, I think. Um, <laughs> let's bring in James, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, James? Hi, it's about Saturday's game uh, uh, against Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the time waste and it, it was going on was uh, absolutely unbelievable. 
and Hugh Keevans and the other fellow that was on the panel uh, actually praised it. They, they praised Motherwell for their tactics. They did well. And when I watched football, when I came into this country in the 60s, uh, European football, we usually watch a foreign player rolling about the ground uh, as if they were Polacks and uh, uh, it was just alien to our game. What went on in Saturday wasn't timeless and it was blatant cheating, throwing the ball onto the park and stop the game. A player lying in the, in, on the touchline and refusing to go off. Uh, it was totally... And you're going to waste time. You take it into the corner flag. It's so pretty to watch but it's no cheating. I'd just like to get your opinion on it. I think the word cheating is uh, entirely unfair. I think it's a deflection tactic uh, employed by people who were made miserable by Celtic's display. Uh, Celtic cost themselves the game. They missed chances. Kyogo was entitled to a day off. He's been fantastic for Celtic. We had a day off. He missed chances that ordinarily he'd have scored with. And that was the story of Celtic's afternoon. They were sluggish. They simply weren't up to it. They missed key players in Hatati and Jota and Abada. Uh, and when O came on, he showed that he's nowhere near the predatory striker that uh, Kyogo is. Uh, so for a variety of reasons, Celtic, I think, presumption got the better of the supporters and the team. The whole talk before the game was about whose goal-scoring record would they break? Would it be Willie Maley's record? Would it be Brendan Rodgers' record? Would it be Jock Steen's record? And you contributed to that by saying they would score at least four on Saturday. Correct. Don't think I've forgotten. <laughs> Correct. But the, the truth of the matter was that Celtic, by their very, very high standards, had a, the second worst day of the season. The worst being the 2 nothing defeat from St Mirren and Paisley. And to go on about Motherwell, Motherwell, you know, in, in terms of budget, and the, the game of football is to a large extent about budget because you get better players the more money you have. Motherwell are way, way, way beneath Celtic in the food chain. But they came and they, they, they did what they had to do and, you know, Celtic couldn't find a way past them and that was Celtic's fault. And the referee added on seven minutes. Just how many minutes do you need? James? Uh, well... I'm not on about how many minutes we need, whether it's seven minutes or 27 minutes. I'm actually on about the cheating that went on. I'm not on about the, I'm not on about the result of the way the team's played or who's come on as substitutes or whatever. I'm on about blatant cheating. It's not blatant cheating. It's gamesmanship, I grant you. It's gamesmanship, but it's not... Cheating They're uh, doing what they have, they have to do To get through the day And They did get there in the end Partly because Celtic Couldn't stick the ball In the net The way they normally do Here's the thing James I, I don't And obviously with my own allegiance And bias And being from that part of the world I, I'd imagine Motherwell In an ideal world You wouldn't want it to be that way But is this not a compliment to Celtic? See if the only way that you can get something Is by taking your chance Hoping the opposition have an off day And then really just digging in And making the most of all those situations And trying to slow things down And trying to exploit that gamesmanship Is is it not at least understandable? If I was you, right? If I'm in the Celtic end I'm not going to like it either And I wouldn't enjoy it And I wouldn't enjoy it if someone did it against my team But it's the only point you've dropped at home all season James 
If that's the only way a, a club's going to lay a glove on you It's understandable they're going to do it isn't it I mean it's really understandable Like blatantly obviously understandable uh, I, I totally disagree with so, so what Should Muddle just roll over and lose 5-0 then is it, And then you'll be happy with that I assume No I, I, but I'm not talking about it You must understand where I'm coming from I'm talking about the cheating I'm not talking about the result And one of those Financial situation Or whatever But that's the reason they do Whatever it is you're accusing them of That's the reason they did it James I don't think anyone's misunderstanding you That's the reason they did it Oh well Right okay right Thank you Alright bye Have a good night Marvin You've been there with Livy It'll be a very similar situation Yeah listen I have been there with Livy And I have rolled balls onto the pitch And I have been a player who's you know, your goalkeeper goes down to, to waste time. And as you said it there, it's the biggest compliment you can probably pay to Celtic at this moment in time. You have to go there. You have to hope they have an off day because they, they are a fantastic football team with a brilliant squad and a brilliant manager at this moment in time. And you need some luck and you need to have some gamesmanship. That's what I call it. You know, being streetwise to slow things down. Because if you go to Celtic Park and you try and play at the same tempo as they're playing at, I'm telling you, as you said there, you're going to lose 5 or 6 nil. There's no doubt about it. You cannot afford to go mm. there and do that. You have to slow the game down and get them out of rhythm. Gamesmanship is not beneath anyone in this game. No. Nope. And one time in the future, Champions League, Celtic might require gamesmanship, time-wasting, and they'll take the opportunity because no one in the game is beneath doing what is necessary to get there. Let's bring in Charles and get his take on things, Charles. Hi guys, how's it going? Good, thank um, you. Good. Um, well, I've got kind of two points, or two points, or two players I want to talk about. And it, it seems like me and you are uh, on board with each other. Oh no, uh, that's not a position you want to be in, Charles. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it but it's certainly agreement, mate. Because you mentioned oh uh, earlier, and seen it, it, it come on and it clearly showed that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Hugh's words right. But he said that he kind of wasn't ready, and I've been feeling that uh, I, I'm. See, Celtic uh, need players that are going to be Champions League ready. This is the position we're at. We're looking at Champions League, guaranteed Champions League now next year, and uh, they need players that can come in. I think always a, a good example of uh, you can't guarantee just because you're signing a the new player that he's going to be good. Like most Celtic, like, in fact, like every Celtic fan, I didn't want Jack to match the goal, but he did, and we brought in a replacement. And it's a good example, and uh, maybe the Rangers fans maybe take heed, and Michael Beale should take heed. He's saying we only need four players, but no, it's not that you only need four players. You need four players that are going to come in and do it, and it doesn't always happen uh, right away. So, oh, I've, I've, he's got a lot of potential, uh, and I'm not, I'm not to put him down. He, he, he has got potential, uh, but you need to bear in mind the guy's history. He's a uh, national servant. I try to find out how long um, he spent on his national service. It's somewhere between... I think 18 months and two years. So, and he's only 21. So, as a footballer, he's, he's, he's 18 or 19. You know what I mean? So, I, I would like to see all get out and loan. Bear in mind, like, success Celtic have had with putting players uh, out and loan, like Ayer and William Scales to get man of the match uh, yesterday. Not a bit early for that, Charles. I mean, he scored a couple of goals. He's come in. He's Celtic's only other recognised sort of out and out striker. Yeah, so, and what happens if all. So, what happens if somebody comes in? Uh, we will look at the Champions League next year. What happens if we lost Kyogo? Are we left with O, who's a development player at best? Uh, oh, we judge quickly here, Marvin. Oh, oh you're telling me. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, you know, managers are now players. Listen, Charles is talking about getting players in their Champions League ready. There's not a team in Scotland that can afford to buy Champions League ready 
players and has done fantastically well in, in the market and he's brought players in that complemented Celtic Football Club and they go in the Champions League and it's a new experience for them. To say that, you know, O needs to go on loan, I just don't understand. He he needs chance to settle. You know, these these players are coming from the other side of the world into a new football club with new pressure, with a new style of play. Like, there's no doubt about it. He'll do well for Celtic. He needs game time. He needs time to settle. I think he came on the back of, of another season as well. You know, I get what Charles is saying, but just give the guy a chance. <laughs> I mean, Hugh, I, I saw it on Twitter, which is not always the best representation oh. of things. And I, I even heard someone say it in real life as well. The unfortunate position O finds himself in. The comment I heard was, ah, Jackie Marcus would have scored that. Yeah. The chance that he had. You know, those not only are those quite big boots to fill, but being Kyogo's understudy or the guy that you turn to on the rare day that Kyogo hasn't found the back of the net. Yeah. That must be difficult. And he's he's twenty two now, by the way, Charles is you know he's only two weeks out, to be fair. Um we do expect an awful lot very quickly, don't we? I think it's his misfortune that, and here's a positive, young Rocco Vata has come on the last two games and he sends over some wonderful crosses and he's sent two over for O, one at Kilmarnock, one at Celtic Park on Saturday and they were guilt-edged chances and he missed both. Um, but as Marvin says, he's got to have the time. The only problem Celtic would have would be if Kyogo... Uh, were to suffer an injury that kept him out for three or four weeks uh, you wouldn't be entirely certain that O could fill the, the, the boots right away you'd have to consider Maeda through the middle or Abada or whatever but Ange Postacoglu clearly has faith in him he brought him to the club and by and large Ange Postacoglu's signings come good I sometimes wonder if Celtic have made a rod for their own back with this stuff because Hatati and Kyogo and the rest of them take about 20 minutes to settle in <laughs> uh, you know it's, it's, dif- it's different for a striker though isn't it especially as you're talking about you know Kyogo he's the best centre forward in the league and you're coming on to replace him so instantly people are comparing like, tr- you think you try too hard sometimes yeah, as well yeah exactly because you know you're probably your minutes are going to be few and far between there's no doubt about it. He's a good young striker who needs time to, as I said, settle into that team. It is going to be difficult because straight away people can say Jack and Mac is this. He's six years younger than him. Give, give, he's, you know, he's a player with potential. He's been brought because he has potential. At this moment in time, and wants Kyogo, he's, he's the main man. And O will get uh, minutes in and around that. If, if you know, Kyogo is to get injured, I know what Hugh's saying there, but I bet he would step in and do well because he'd probably have in the back of his mind, I've got three or four games here. Front players are built of confidence. So the most players, you know, within your squad and within your team that need confidence. And it's one of those things. If one of those hit the back of the net, Hugh, all of a sudden he'll go on a run. Mm. But he needs time for that to happen. Thank you to Charles. What about Richard, who's a Celtic fan? What's your take on things, Richard? Um, yeah, it was just about, oh, I just think he's getting a bit of a hard time. And I don't see why. Like, he missed, what a chance and I can see why he missed it if you're a striker and you're uh, kind of falling back with your body at the angle and you're moving your head the way he was he's done like so many positive things I think in a game I just I just don't see why he's getting such a hard time mm. Marvin I hadn't you know seen it at the time obviously and I wasn't in with the guys on Saturday having heard about it I must admit I expected it to be Worse. I mean, it's still it's still a miss, but it was probably was it without knowing anything about scoring goals. Was it more of just a, a sort of timing issue, the type of thing that you could easily get wrong having come off the bench? Yeah, know? and guess what? Being being a centre forward, you know, the hardest thing is about being in that right place. And at this moment in time, he is in the right place to miss the chances. Silly as it sounds, 
all centre forwards, the best centre forwards in the world, miss chances. It happens. As I've said, you know, maybe he needs more minutes. Maybe he needs that little bit more sharpness. Probably in training, he's putting that in the back of the net 10 times out of 10. And it just takes one of them to hit the back of the net. And as I said, he will go on a, on a run. As Richard said there, there's so many things that he does do well. And it just seems that we're, we're so intent in this country on jumping on the back of players and managers ever so quickly. Richard, what, what did you make of the game as a whole, the performance as a whole? I know there was a, the previous caller wasn't happy um, with Motherwell's part in it. What about your own team's performance? Um, I didn't. I didn't think they were uh, particularly sharp, but I also think there was a part of like there's next week coming as well. Um, so I wasn't surprised the way we played. But that was my point at the start of the program that um, you know Rangers lose, Celtic draw. Is it the case that everyone is so wound up by Sunday and what Sunday? means in terms of consequences for both sides that it's even affected the players that in the game before that is it coincidence that in the game before that neither of them wins sorry to put a boring alternative but sometimes these things just happen I mean you've felt that you've not dropped a single point (laughs) at home all season long Mother (laughs) mother will take their chance on the day they managed to, and because what's interesting about this, you know, the, the whole debate about you know the kind of uh, you know time wasting and slowing the game down. I think what's easy to forget is every single team tries yeah. that at Celtic Park, but it obviously it doesn't get spoken about when it doesn't work. You know, it only mm-hmm. gets spoken about in Celtic drop points, which is understandable. And I'll repeat it, although I've got my own bias. If I was a Celtic fan, I'd have been frustra- frustrated in the stands. Is it sometimes just one of those days rather than requiring like you know such an in-depth analysis? Yeah, and again, as we said, because Celtic have been so great at home, absolutely brilliant football, blowing teams away. When something does happen, it's all of a sudden, oh no, what's gone wrong? Like you said, maybe they just had an off day. Maybe Motherwell were lucky. Maybe, you know, slowing the game down works against Celtic. But tell you what, if Motherwell try and do that another 10 times against Celtic, I bet Celtic do beat them, you know, because they are that yeah. good. It, it just happens in football sometimes. You can't you win see, every game. You Arsenal fans, <laughs> you're, you're missing the vibe here. You have to start off thinking at fever pitch and then get truly carried away. <laughs> Helps when you've got someone like Kevin Van Veen though, doesn't it? Because again, something that will probably get lost in this notion of like, the only way you can get something is by cheating or the only way you can get something is by running down the clock and that's a disgrace but but like I said you, you, you're you still going to have to go and stick the ball in the net from open play like Motherwell did you still need to be able to do that you still need to have someone in your team and right now out with Glasgow there aren't many better no there isn't any better you're right what a fantastic centre forward he is and I spoke about him before saying you know I think his link up play was the best in the league including the old firm I really really do what a centre forward and how good he's been for Motherwell this season, you know, especially since Kettlewell came in. He really has taken it upon himself to carry that team and take the ball by the horns. And, you know, what a wonderful player. Do I think Motherwell can keep hold of him? I, I, I don't. I think I think next season there'll be a lot of teams after him. I think he improves a lot of teams in this league. And, you know, I think people will be watching down the road as well, thinking they're going to get a couple of years out of him. But for me, his all-round game, his first touch, you know, putting the ball in the back of the net, bringing others into play, he really is a complete centre-forward. He's red hot at the moment, Hugh. I mean, oh, you yeah. see even the confidence, because he seems to score every week, and then after he gets his goal, I know the shot was a bit of a damp squib, but you know the one he picks up in the left, and he sort of shrugs off Alistair Johnson like not many other people do, and yeah. skipped away from someone else. He is He's just bang on form, isn't he? He was a one-man SWAT team. <laughs> uh, the Celtic defence just couldn't 
live with him at all. Uh, I don't blame Greg Taylor. He was woefully short of uh, bodies to help him out. Um, but he's 31 years old. He's having the purple patch to end all purple patches. He is the new Michael Higdon. Hi, praise. Thank you, Richard. 01419511025. You two are trying to name the last 10 Celtic players to score against Rangers in the Scottish Cup specifically. Uh, in, this, in the Scottish Cup, looking for the last 10. So you've got McGregor, Rogic, Dembele, Sinclair, and Taylor. Jamesy Forrest. Oh, that was my guess. Yeah, that was my only guess. Let me consult my list. See, uh, I had an electronic version of this list, and see when your electronic device runs out of battery. Uh, serves oh, you right. It's difficult, oh. but I've got a handy backup paper oh, copy. Okay. You like that? Uh, you and get yourself a Nokia. <laughs> well, do you know what? Right, very quickly, I could barely enjoy the rest of my weekend. I have to know, in true Isa from Still Game fashion, the yeah. people have to know. What did happened the, at three o'clock? Did the Nokia yesterday? get the emergency message? Not a bit of it. Seriously. <laughs> so if Nothing. this country is under nuclear attack, I won't know. You won't find out. No. But do you know what will happen? That phone will survive it. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> an absolute certainty. I'll so survive it. I'll be sitting in a chair beside it with a glass of red wine. You didn't get the, the message? No. Did Nothing. you get it? Yeah, I did. I and got it twice. I was thinking, what's going Maybe on? Maybe I got yours. Because uh-huh. I, I got, yeah, I got it a bit early and like you, but <laughs> what's going on? And then I went into I went into Asda And yeah. everyone was getting it But I'd had mine like Two minutes before And then oh. I got it again Yeah there was something about it Some people got it at 2.59 Some at 3 Some at 3.01 I, I, I was, I was on the phone It was definitely on Because I was texting <laughs> I, I was texting my nipper At Wim, Wembley you, oh got see, you got to see Brighton yeah, That didn't go very well did it uh, oh, Well I've told him you know, that These things happen in life Anyway James Forrest is not on your list And oh, we'll get the rest oh. of the answers next <laughs> Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevens, Marvin Bartley are here. We're on the final stretch tonight. 0141 951 1025. Twitter at Clyde SSB. And you two are trying to come up with the answers to this teaser. Can you name the last 10 Celtic players to score against Rangers, but specifically in the Scottish Cup? Greg Taylor did it last season. Yep. Tom Rogic. Callum McGregor Dembele Sinclair That's what you had before the break On every Celtic list Chris Commons comes up It's not a bad uh, Tactic And yes you're right On this occasion Scott Brown Also correct That that, that would have been the The day that Bruni was born then I think That was a Scottish That that set up the Mark Wilson game At uh, Celtic Park Right okay Where Mark scored the only goal And nobody paid any attention (laughs) So... Mark Wilson <laughs> <laughs> Is on your list oh, I was devastated Because I don't think You would have remembered that If I hadn't Accidentally Set you up So Mark Wilson Is in the last 10 Matthew had just tweeted me He said Please tell me Mark Wilson Isn't one of the last 10 <laughs> He phoned you today He was after Yeah the number. he did right. He did indeed Feeling quite nosy To tell, tell me that he was going to be An answer in the yeah. teaser What's he wanting Marvin for who, who would want to speak to Marvin <laughs> Anyway Mark Chris Collins Scott Brown Any more in Cham Yeah well done So only one more To get Let's hear from Stephen Robinson Don't worry St Mirren fans If you're feeling shortchanged, You're thinking Monday night We just made the top six And it's not been spoken about As much as I would have liked And as usual You know Rangers losing yesterday That dominated I have a very special St Mirren guest Lined up for you Tomorrow oh. night So there we go I'll Keep that under wraps Just in case he cancels Tomorrow <laughs> But I'm sure he won't um, Let's hear from Stephen Robinson 
We've earned the right to play that poorly because we were bored today. Um, but we've earned the right over 32 games to have an off day. We had an off day today, but the points are good enough to be a top six side. So no, I won't be taking anything away from this group of players. They've worked under difficult circumstances. The club's, you know, been stripped right back down to the bare bones, and now we're trying to build it up again. So no, no, you won't hear any negativity from me. It's um, it's been a terrific 33 games. That's as poor as we played in the 33 games, but obviously the other 32 must have been very, very good. Yeah, for me, it's a, my biggest achievement. I know people say, oh, you know, you've got the cup finals and I worked in the European Championships in the last 16, but this has been the toughest challenge of my career in terms of dealing with the finances and what I believe the club was going to do. And then we get hit with the news of the losses. So we've had to strip the club bare um, and everyone's stuck together. And this group of boys have been amazing. We've beat everybody out with Rangers. We've taken points off everybody in the top six. So no reason why we shouldn't. I believe we could get three home games. Um, so absolutely no reason why we can't get into Europe. And with those three home games, he'll wipe out a lot of those financial losses that the club suffered. When he, Stephen Robinson, outlines his case like that, it's unarguable. Um, only team to have beaten Celtic, uh, stripped to the bare bones financially, and do something they have not done for 38 years. Of course, it's a massive achievement. Yeah, but you know fine well, David Martindale always tells us, Livy have got the smallest budget. They were seventh uh, going into that split mark. They just couldn't quite get the result they needed because that, that's the... That'll be the frustrating thing for them, won't it? Hearing the news that St Mirren had lost against a team that can't win away from home, um, but Dundee United too strong for living in the end. Yeah, I think it would have been highly frustrating for them, knowing a win would have taken them into that top six, especially you know with, with Hibbs drawing as well mm. um, away at St Johnson. So it was in their hands, and you know I think if you if you lose your game and you know the other two teams won anyway, you know it doesn't really matter. But I think it would be a bitter pill for those players to swallow. Um, great news for St Mirren though They've tried you know, many times and come close I remember that day against Hamilton Ackies Not so long ago Since the, the league went to this format So but you look at I take Stephen Robinson's point Budgetary constraints but There are still similarly sized teams That have managed to do it a few times And I'm sure he'll be all ready Now he's got that security He can almost plan ahead And, and basically look to do it again next season Try and make a habit of it Yeah exactly You know, Can you get in there consistently And and that that will be the thing He'll be saying to his players He'll probably be going to the board Asking for a bit extra money um, But listen If they can get to Europe as well What a fantastic season it will be But take nothing away You know, Finishing sixth place He was a manager That was under a little bit of pressure At points of this season as well you know, with fans unhappy and he, and he came through those tough times and fair play to the club for sticking with him because now they've got that top six mm. finish and it's thoroughly deserved. I just can't wait to get the pundit predictions out at the end of the season because oh, there might you. have been a few. He's not alone. He's not alone who wrote off St Mirren. Um, and we'll just forget about the fact they were predicted at a time when they were doing horrifically poorly in the League Cup uh, at the time. But anyway, <laughs> These competitions fun. are only established, Marvin, to make Good. people like me look... <laughs> Utterly foolish mm. and you That's the and, sole purpose And you and your colleagues Don't need a hand in that usually uh, Dylan O'Neill is on Twitter When are we getting these fixtures announced? Sorry Dylan I'd have to I'd have to guess tomorrow now <laughs> Certainly looks like tomorrow um, Jim Cunningham's got the, the last remaining answer To the teaser that you're oh. looking for But My favourite tweet Of the weekend And I've saved it right for the end How is this for a stat Hugh and Marvin You know I like oh. a, a nice piece of information This one landed in my Twitter yesterday From Kevin Maguire he sent me a picture of the championship table mm -hmm. Ten teams in it, obviously Only one team in the Scottish championship Knows what division they're playing in next season Phew. How good is that? Wow Because 
Obviously at least six of them Will still be there mm-hmm. But you look at the top Numerous teams could win it Numerous teams could finish in the playoffs You look at the bottom It's the same scenario There is only one team In the championship That knows what division They're going to be in And there's only two games to go That's brilliant Honestly that is absolutely fantastic What more could you want From a league Competition wise You couldn't want any more From a league And that Competitive football That's what everyone wants And you know, obviously, a lot of those games have been attended really well. So it's, it's fantastic for all those fans. Well, what an excitement! I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I haven't even checked what, who's the only team. A, a quick glance. I'm just trying to work I, that I, out. I assume it's Wraith Rovers. I thought, yeah, yeah, it'll be Wraith Rovers. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was a brilliant tweet. Friday night, top versus bottom, Dundee Cove. Yeah, strange things happen. Lots to look forward to in that title race and beyond. Right, one more. I need one more of the last ten Celtic players to score a Scottish Cup goal. Against Rangers Taylor, Rogic, McGregor Dembele, Cham, Sinclair Wilson Is it Ryan Christie? Commons and Brown No oh. It's a cracker Jim Cunningham's got it I'll tell you the game as well Oh, right. The one that Mark Warburton's Rangers Beat Celtic in it And then of course Ronnie Dyla left And Brendan Rodgers arrived And the rest was history Who scored the Celtic goal? Very difficult No Not as far away as you could have been though Um I'm no help here. That's your leader, though. Oh, I need bigger clues than that. He's Danish. Oh. Centre half? Yes. Oh. Uh, oh, Marvin. Can you hear the music, guys? That means the, the show's yeah, finishing. Um, no, I can't wait. I can wait. see the countdown coming. Uh, Initials. <laughs> no. Uh, what, is, what am I going to say? Meowie? No! Even Swedish? No, no. About 15 years ago. I, I was going to say Moby. I said, yeah, Moby. Eric Sviachenko. Oh. Right, we're back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL and Callum Gallagher is up next. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your calls.